I'm Brianna. And I'm Katora. And this is Spiritual Shit with Sis. Our intentions for this podcast are to keep it real, hold space for divine feminine connection, and talk about some real ass shit with our sis. With a spiritual twist, of course. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Now I want to switch gears and this is something that, you know, definitely hits home for me and I'm sure it's going to resonate for a lot of you because it's like, I've asked myself this question many a times. Well, you know, it's easy to hold boundaries with friends or, you know, with romantic partners, especially when you're starting, you know, starting to date them and whatever, because you can drop them like a bad habit. If they're acting shady or, you know, have some funk ass energy, you're like, bye, bitch. I'll talk to you. Never like holler at me when you, you know, fix your face. Sort of a thing. <laughs> she said, bye, bitch. I'll talk to you. Never. <laughs> but with family, Oof. it's not that easy, you know? And it's, I, I was watching something today um, and it's like, it was a Instagram and it's, it's this therapist that has the, the YouTube. I'll see if I can find him again. I was just like in passing, but he was talking about like, yeah, like it's really easy to, you know, the, the quote is we teach people every day to, to or we educate people every day to teach or to how to treat us. Sorry. I totally fumbled that, but you guys got the, the gist of it. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was like, he was making fun of it. Cause he's like, totally, except if it's your family, except if they're in a position of power, except he had all these different exceptions. And it really hit home to a lot of family familial stuff because, you know, you only get one mom or dad, or these are your siblings and you don't necessarily want to cut them out of your life and turn your back on them. Disclaimer. Sometimes you do have to do that in extreme scenarios and situations where, you know, and we can dive into that. But for the sake of this topic right now, this part of the boundaries with family, how do we navigate, you know, when it's our family members who are the ones who are acting stank? Yo, it's it's so, so tricky. And what I'm learning about this process is I should have had boundaries a long ass time ago with my family, you know, some of my family dynamics. Um, but you know, I think we're all in this journey together and holding hands and, um, the beautiful thing about when you do are in a space of creating boundaries with your, with your family is it's, it's, it's a beautiful struggle, right? It's hard. It's so difficult at first and you know, you're, it's a process. And so you're kind of very similar to how you look at the boundaries as it relates to, you know, your friends. Um, you really look about the things that you need and, and are you safe and sometimes in situations. Um, 
And I know for me specifically, like I'm a people pleaser and I have overextended myself with some of my family members for my entire life. And, um, you know, now I'm kind of like in this space of, of, of unlearning, um, and really making sure that I draw a line with the way that I interact with, with some, some people, um, in my, in my family. And, um, and it's hard, like this shit ain't easy. It's so difficult. Um, because not only have I been doing this for my entire life, so it's now an embedded kind of like behavior in my brain. Um, it's become like a personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to undo that shit. (laughs) It is so hard to undo it. And I catch myself, you know, having this, these voices in my head will like, it's like, damn, like, you know, do you really want to do that? Does this really, is this, is this who you are? Is this not who you are? But it's like, I, I, then I take a step, step back and I sit in reflection and it's like, no, Katora, like you do need to have this boundary because it's not healthy, you know? And I think about how I want to show up in, um, in this world. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. How do you, I, how do you, let's talk about, yeah, with you, what are your thoughts with family? So I think that that's the thing, right? As we were touching on earlier, like it's not this linear rock that you're going to die on. It is truly an ebb and flow and it is a process of learning. And a couple of tips that I do and am still in the practice of implementing because we're all, no one's got it all fucking figured out. We're all learning. And, you know, a couple of things to keep in mind is one, what I find really helpful is to release the roles of brother, sister, mother, father, you know, release those roles of those archetypes that you have attached to in your head. And really try to see them as individual sovereign beings who are also on the same journey as you of trying to learn imperfectly what it means to be an imperfect human, right? So that really helps. That's Um, key right there. Did y'all hear what she just said? Release the role and the archetype of the specific family member with being a mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever it is, and, and understand that they are just an individual human trying to figure it all out. Like we all are. That's so key. That really helps you have compassion for their own soul's journey. Mm -hmm. It helps you have understanding for the karmic ties that they are trying to untangle in this lifetime. Um, And it helps you to get vantage point and perspective out of feeling caught in the generational shit storm that you are inevitably experiencing because that's what's happening in real time is it's like all of you are trying to balance karma all at the same time and like learn your lessons and do the things and in the process you're hurting each other but that's what you guys signed up for (laughs) you guys all chose to be connected in that way and so it's like sometimes just bloop 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 taking a couple of steps back And just reminding yourself of that can be really helpful. Another thing that I find, and this is some really good advice from my Uncle Ken. Shout out, Uncle Ken. He was like, you know, when you're in those spaces, 
really try to remind yourself what you love about the other person. Rather than always focusing on what they're fucking up on and all of their flaws and all of the things that they do wrong, Mm. focus on what you love about that person. But don't allow that to, you know, give them a pass for, you know, the things that they're doing. That is something, that's how you can approach coming to that dynamic with love is focusing on what, what you love about them while also honoring the fact that they are figuring it out too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's dropping gems today, y'all. <laughs> Girl, All the gems. Were, if you only knew how much <laughs> practice and exercise boundaries. <laughs> and I'm still a fucking work in progress. Girl, we are all a work in progress. And this healing journey is not one and done. Okay. This is a forever thing. And that's what I love about, you know, holding spaces like this is like, I get to learn from you, you know? And, um, I hope that as we're talking realness and all the things that are, we're going through in our lives that we're all kind of all learning for each other. That's what this journey is about. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to think if there was another one that would come to the top of my mind. It'll probably come back to me. Guides, send it back into my frontal lobe so I can remember. Wait, so let's recap. So you said the one, the first thing was, you know, removing the archetype and, um, the, I, the labeling essentially of your family member. The second one was, uh, remembering what you love about that person. Um, you know, not giving them a pass essentially, but just remembering in this idea of like returning to love. Um, instead of like the fear and the ego, which we often do sometimes. So, mm-hmm. so important. You know, another thing that I is coming up for me around holding boundaries with your family is, um, you know, delivery. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about it when we were chatting with our personal relationships, but delivery and tone um, as you are, you know, um, in the space of, of sharing, this is what I need from you. Um, because often, especially if you're new to creating boundaries with your family, they're going to be like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, uh-uh, like this is not happening. I'm not here for this. I'm not even going to hear it. Right. Um, and so I think it's important to, when you're in those spaces of kind of chatting through what, the things that you're needing and whatever you're drawing a line in the sand of, or whatever, just, um, doing it with love, um, because it's going to be received on the receiving end a lot more better, like so much more better, um, instead of doing it with like anger and, and, and hate and they are your family. Right. Um, and so, because we've been in, operating in a space of, of not having the boundaries and, and having all the things happening, um, when you do to go, when you do go to have those conversations about the boundaries that you're, um, now creating, um, have the conversation with love. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you know, that can be really hard, right? Like this is truly where your strengths are tested because in a perfect situation, right? We are going to share our vulnerableness and get through to them. And this is like our perfect world, right? Our perfect scenario is we open up wide, are vulnerable, share from a place of authentic self and truth. 
and they receive it with opening open arms and everyone's just riding off into the sunset right but unfortunately <laughs> that's not what happens because <laughs> boundaries create triggers Ooh. in others yes when we hold boundaries and especially in our family dynamics why because as what you were saying before katura was like you've been playing this role your whole life now you're trying to switch shit up on them uh-uh we ain't they down for like the switch that. up mm -mm, no. no they don't want the switch up they are you know not because they don't love you they love uh -huh. you but like it's hard for them like they they have an idea about like who you are and like you know they're used to it and change is really hard for a lot of people it's really really yeah. difficult right yeah, and so like when you decide to evolve grow heal um expand into a higher version of yourself when you're especially in the work and maybe other family members aren't as much or in the same way or maybe even not at all Ooh, that is going to really rub them the wrong way. And so it really takes um, a lot of self-discipline to not get caught and pulled back into those lower frequencies yeah. and being pulled out of love. And so, you know, maybe it's one of those things where it's like through repetition, you explain yourself and, you know, you let them know what it is and maybe they won't get it the first time maybe it has to be like through okay well you know well since we're talking about this thing and you know i don't want to be involved in this or i you know maybe it's time for you to go home maybe you've been there for an hour and you showed up at the family function and now some dynamics are causing you to not feel so good like you were saying do i feel safe you know ask dropping in and asking yourself those questions and not getting caught into the guilt or, you know, the the yes. typical family manipulation that might oh, happen. You know, they're not doing it because they're bad people. They love you that, but this is just how they've been operating for your whole life. Mm -hmm. You're the one trying to switch shit up. Mm -hmm. You're the difficult one now. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of like, that's where really the work and self-reflection comes into place where you're not like, you know, out of your energy, out of your vibe. And so if that means that you need to shorten the amount of time that you hang out, shorten the phone call, you know, get off the phone, you know, all right, all right, mom, dad, grandma, like I'm going to go home, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, protecting your space and just keep coming back into, I can't stress this enough. I feel like every podcast episode we talk about this, but like keep coming back into your intuition. If there's some gaslighting happening and because the triggers make them uncomfortable and they're trying to do the switcheroo and like, you know, flip it, flip the script on you. Mm -hmm. You just have to keep coming back in your intuition. Like, am I, and having those questions, am I operating out of love? Am I coming with compassion? Am I coming with empathy? Are they, you know, and if all the answers are yes, and you feel really good about the way that you're operating, then, you know, it might just take some time, but, um, you know, no one's perfect. And so it, you might also have to do some accountability on your end, you know, yeah. like owning your stuff is just what I'm also being called to share is um, no one's perfect. And mm -hmm. if you want to continue to lead by example and lead with love, then that's also going to maybe you might have to, you know, eat your words a little bit or take accountability and show them how that's done through example. Yes. Being 
being versus doing. Mm -hmm. I think um, what I loved about what you said was um, something about repetition, because when you are in this space of, you know, switch up and newness, it, it takes a little bit of time with anything, right? Um, change doesn't happen overnight. And so um, having grace, giving yourself compassion, giving the other person receiving it on the other end, also a little bit of grace and compassion and knowing that sometimes, you know, uh, the conversation just might need to happen a little bit more often um, because they aren't so used to it. And I think that's the one thing that I really love and appreciate just with anything when, um, you know, you're, you are in the space of like embarking and setting new boundaries. Um, knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and um, being okay with the fact that you might need to have the conversation more than once because it, it is yeah. hard, hard to receive, hard to hear, hard to accept and change is hard. Yeah. And also too, in that vein, check your ego at the door because how many times did you fuck up and smack your pretty little head on the pavement and relearn the same lesson over and over and over again until Jesus came down from high up above and enlightened you. And you're like, Oh, now I understand. I get it. Like, you know what I mean? The clouds parted for you. And yes. now you're in this, this space of you've integrated, but there is a whole process with which you were probably fucking up for a long time, girl. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And now, now if you don't catch yourself, then you're coming from a place of ego where you're being in judgment and being like, why can't they just get it? And it's yeah. like, you know, like, that's not the spirit either. No, it's like, that you know, and, and, and that's why I'm saying like boundaries easier said than done. And it's a constant um, application. It's a constant practice because you have to continually check yourself before you wreck yourself because Ooh. you know that can that can turn sour and that can be based out of ego really quickly where we're like being judgmental or we're having unrealistic ex expectations of people or you know it's i listen i overstand i don't just understand how complex and how consuming and um how layered this is but you know, it's worth it. I can tell you firsthand, mm -hmm. if you keep at it, if you keep operating from a place of love and lead by example, it starts to click Yeah. because people then see how cool, calm, collected you are. And maybe in areas where you would have been triggered or you would have gone back and forth and da, 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 da you don't let this, you don't sweat the small stuff. You're not letting the shit get you down. Like you're operating at a really high frequency mm -hmm. and they want to know, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. My brother even said that to me one time. He's like, how did you manage to do X, Y, and Z without losing your mind? Yeah. And I'm like, it's called the work friend. It's called the work. <laughs> the work. It's called the work for a reason. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. And I think like another thing that's coming up for me is like, I know I've mentioned it so many times, but just the word compassion is coming up. And I just think if we all were to embody what compassion means, it would just be so much easier when we're dealing with all the things in our world. Yeah, I know. Well, love cures everything, right? Oh. Love is the strongest force in the world.
So switching gears now, before we kind of close and wrap this up, um, I want to talk about family members that you have to disengage, detach completely from Uh for Uh your own mental health. Oh, girl, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. (laughs) What what is your what is your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I I have some experience with that. And, um, you know, something that I've had to work through with like therapy, because again, you we're, we're, we're socially conditioned to, uh, be in a space of, okay, this is your, like you said, your mom, your dad, or whatever, your sister, your brother, like whatever it is. And you have to have them in your life, but no, you don't, you do not. And if this person is stealing your joy, if this person is toxic, if this person is not respecting you and not loving you and not in a space of honoring who you are as a, as a, this existence and the core of your being, why do you need to have them in your space? Why do they deserve to have you in your space? You know? And so I think often, um, this idea again of like letting the boundaries go out the door has really enabled sometimes some really toxic relationships. Um, and so, yeah, I have, you know, I have a few family members that are my family that, you know, they have the archetype of the name of being associated with me, but I, I, I can't, I can't be in a space of relation because they don't honor me. They don't value me. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to, Again, I am only wanting to pour love into people that pour love into me. I think that's been kind of like a key message for me. And so, um, yeah, just really questioning what that looks like. So I, um, it's difficult, but I've had to do it. You know, and I want to dive into this because, you know, I think sometimes people, I've had the same experience. I have family members who um, have, I have no contact with for the mm-hmm. 15 year, for the last 15 years. And these are people that like, I pe- someone that raised me and I grew up with. And, um, you know, there's a specific kind of healing that needs to happen from that. And so I don't want to gloss over that because that is painful. Right. And I think there's a stigma attached to that. I think because we're, we're so taught in our society that like you respect your elders and, you know, that holding boundaries or needing to hold a really hard line with a family member who isn't good for you almost kind of creates this stigma that like, there's something wrong with you or that you're not capable of having this person in your life, you know? Um, and I think that that's a shame because that's actually, um, (laughs) not true, you Uh know? Um, and you know, it is unfortunate, but I want to talk a little bit about the healing process of, you know, because that, or, or if that, you know, I'm just here, maybe that this person wasn't in your life and then they try to come back around and like, you're not sure, you know, like that's, that's a scenario that happens a lot too. And it's like, how can we um, manage that? Or how can we 
hold that space for ourselves where we're not um, feeling guilty or feeling that there's something wrong with us, because I think that's a really important aspect too. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's so important um, to really just, like you said, there's got to, there's, there's healing that needs to be involved with um, the aspect of, of being in relationship with someone that you um, just haven't had a relationship with. And um, I feel like I want to tell a story, but I'm like, I don't want to get caught up in a story, but I want to be real. Um, Say it girl. If it's on your heart, it's coming through. It's, it's coming it's through on my heart, you know, and it's the relationship that I have with my father. You know, I have not had a relationship with him my entire life. And every time that he has tried to reach out to me, it's always been on some other shit. Like, oh, what's up with your mom? My mom don't want you, you know? (laughs) And, you know, there's also this essence of like, what about learning to get to know about your daughter, Katora, that's been in your life, you know? And so I have been in a space of like completely cutting off this person um, for my entire life. And, um, you know, I've had to heal from that because of the stigma and this idea of like, I needed to be my, he needs to be my dad. He needs to be in my life. He needs to be my father. Um, and so with that, you know, it's, it's, I've now had to create a boundary. Um, and there's going to, you know, there, I'm going to be honest. There's been part of me that's been like, oh damn, like, okay you know, he's getting older. Do I want to open up the relationship container and just like, see if there's something maybe there of just like getting to know me as his child and me getting to know him as his dad. And so I've been having to figure out what that looks like. What are my boundaries? Like if I do open up that relationship in that container. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tricky. I mean, I hold so much love and space for your experience because again, we have so many parallels, you know, I have a similar experience, although I was raised by my father, I don't have a relationship with him whatsoever. now. The last time I spoke to him, I was maybe 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's really interesting, and I, 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 I'm curious to see how many people who are listening to this have either heard this advice or heard this guilt trip, where it's like, um, you know, that's a relationship that you should fix. You only get one parent, you know, one father or one mother, what have you. And how are you going to feel on their deathbed? Mm. And my response to that is like, I feel okay with it. Because again, the advice that I gave previously about removing the archetype, this is a sovereign being who, from a space of not being able to be the parent that they signed up for. This is a fault within them. They are the ones missing out, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I re- detach that archetype, oh, this is my dad, this is my father, or maybe this is your mother or whatever, you're the caregiver that you were raised with. And you, you know, you really release that resentment and you can, because if you, again, right, if you're holding the boundary out of anger, resentment, hurt, pain, wounding, you're at a real low vibration. Yeah. If you can hold the space of neutrality of, I see this person as a soul who doesn't, isn't capable, doesn't know how, um, and is, has made this choice. 
that is going to be something that they're going to have to look over in when it comes time for them and this lifetime is done and they are looking at, <laughs> you know, how everything played out and they realize the mistakes that they made. This is something that they're going to have to learn again. Mm-hmm. And if you have done all that you can do truly um, to do your best and like you just like hold that frequency of love, then it's like that karma for you, you get to clear that in this lifetime. You won't because ha- you chose your parents, right? Yeah. Right. So from a spiritual perspective, just to kind of go a little bit deeper, this this always helps me. Right. To really dive deep. And clearly this is a channeled message because I'm going into it. but. um if I can try to detach from the physicality of this lifetime, right. And I really Uh kind of look at it as this really broad perspective of like a soul and like coming here to like learn lessons and figure things out. You know, if you can really, you chose them for a reason. So maybe the, you know, the lesson for you is that you need to choose yourself Maybe in this lifetime, you maybe you've done this in a past life with them before, but that maybe that, you know, they were your child yes. and it was a d- dynamic. So by breaking that generational curse, it doesn't mean that you have to like have the best relationship with them or even contact with them. You can break the cycle by not playing into it and elevating up out of love into this frequency and acceptance for a soul, for a being you get to be like, okay, check that box. Yes. I don't have to do this raggedy shit again. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so that's just like the channeled message that came through for me um, regarding, you know, holding space for yourself and really starting to do that healing work that you need to do. Again, you'll know if you come from a place of like anger, resentment, wounding, um, any of those lower vibrational feelings, that's where, you know, you need to do the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I think it's so true. I think, you know, I'm, I'm big on like, we chose the life that we have and we choose the life that we have and those lessons that, um, are here for us because of the, the, the choosing, you know what I mean? Um, and the healing comes from realizing and kind of acceptance and, and self-reflection. And, um, like I said, just giving yourself grace and just knowing that, you know, it's a, it's a process, it's a process. And when you are in this space of like anger and really aggressive, like toxic, and energy and vibes like that's when you really know you got to tap in and you're like this is not how I'm supposed to be low vibrational energy does not serve um anyone and so um really getting there and removing that those energy um blocks and things like that to ascend and be in a place of love yeah and as always you know if you are having a hard time navigating those things on your own um because, you know, you could have a logical understanding of, well, my father is this and he's type of this archetype or he's a narcissist or my mother is like this and she did it. Right. But those are just that that's a very like, uh, like 
not linear way of thinking it, I'm blanking on the term, but that is living in your head, right? That is having a textbook understanding. Yeah. If, if, if that process doesn't feel enough for you and you still feel that you're holding on to something, I encourage you start doing energy work. Start reaching out to a healer, somebody ha that has experience in generational healing and wounding. Um, start looking into cord cutting. Start really diving into um, receiving messages from the other side, channeled messages, you know, about what this generational dynamic, how you're connected to it, uh, channel messages, you know, whether it's through a medium, like someone that can help you to connect to the other side. Not that that's going to fix your life. No. Sometimes it gives us a little bit deeper, a few more pages in the book to really like sink our teeth into, to really start to, as we always say, like the healing of it has to be done. It's not just mm -hmm. enough to know that you have abandonment issues. Yeah. You have to heal those places so that you are like, like what I was saying was that you can check that box in this lifetime of like, oh, this experience came into my life for a reason. I, I saw it. I flipped it on its side. I, I, I learned it. I healed from it. I integrated it. I alchemized. And now I'm on this other place of like neutrality, compassion, and love. That is how you know that you've moved through that process. So if you're having trouble moving through that completion process, reach out to people who have done it and who can show you and guide the way for you. It's guide like the way. The, the biggest piece of advice I could ever give you. Yes. Yes. This essence of like, you do not have to do it alone. You know, you do not have to do it alone. And I love what you said, like, reaching out to these healers and these energy workers, you know, the other day, girl, I had an Akashic record reading <laughs> and so like, good. it's so good, but you know, it's just like really digging in to really understand the messages and what I need and my next steps to get to where I need to go for this healing. Yeah. It's so important. Oh, well, I just love talking to you as always. Um, and like this, this episode was so juicy and mm -hmm. I really can't wait for those who need to hear it and who, you know, this message needs to land for them. I hope that you, anyone listening receives the love and compassion that Katura and I are holding for you because like mm -hmm. we've said so many times, it's not easy, but um, really lean on the people and the resources that are out there to support you because they are there. And if you're not getting it from family members, go find your people. Go find your tribe. Go find your tribe. Um, and another thing, one last thing that I want to say just around, um, you know, holding the space and we're, we're on this journey together but really standing in your motherfucking power and not allowing, yes, girl, snap. <laughs> not allowing um, for anyone to dim, you know, to, to dim your light um, for you to, you know, we're, we're eliminating any illusions of smallness. And so when you're able to create these boundaries, you really are standing in your truth and your voice. So it's, it's, it's hard, but it's a process, but on the other side, like you will feel so much peace bliss and ease. Yeah. And that's truly, you know, what all of us came here to do, you know, it's to 
supersede the struggle, mm-hmm. learn about ourselves in the duality, in the pain, in the excruciating beautifulness that it is to be human and come out the other side and feel whole as a result of the healing. And, you know, as we say, it never stops, mm-hmm. but it truly is beautiful. Each summit that you are able to ascend you know, and like sit in that experience of integration. So I really just encourage you guys to keep at it, keep digging, like Katura said, come from a place of self-love, empowerment, and um, just hold that, that space for yourself because it gets easier. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, you will start to see the change. Things are, when you change yourself, the things around you inevitably change. And that includes family members. It might take time, release expectations, Mm -hmm. release the timeline. Yeah. One way or another, you will gain clarity around what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining. Um, Make sure to like the podcast and, you know, leave any comments about what's another topic that you guys want us to, you know, drop into next and help you to navigate, you know, let us know. Yeah. And also share, share too. If someone needs to hear this message, please share it with a friend, share it with your family member, (laughs) share, share. Share with real the whole like, Yeah, real casual. Like, I think there's this podcast, sister friend, that you need to listen to because yeah. you're acting fucked up and shady, and I'm tired of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Love and light, guys. Love and light. <laughs> All right, um, we'll leave it on that note. Have a beautiful week, and wherever you're at, I hope you're hope you're all feeling great and and all the love sending love and blessings okay guys until next time bye bye